and welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week we are talking about the Sabbat Ostara, where night and day are equal. Ostara is a Sabbat of fertility and awakening. This is the time of the year, the cycle of the year, where we're thawing out. The ground is warming up, the first flowers are spring of spring are blooming, animals have generally given birth to their young for the year, and the fields are full of life. This is a sabbat of potential. The potential the earth has to care for us as we care for it, the potential of the new, but also the potential for risk and loss. While we are seeing all the joyful signs of life, we're still not totally away from the risk of extreme cold. I see you, Denver, and parts of the Sierra Nevada this week. I thought you were going with a ghost. What do you mean you see it? Where is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Denver is supposed to get three feet of snow tonight and tomorrow. That's insane. So like I said, not totally out of the risks. <laughs> and this is also a point in the Earth's journey around the sun of perfect balance. Day and night are equal length. A little in the episode, I will be sharing a ritual that I did for balance. Um, and what I really, really liked about this ritual was that it was bringing, it can help bring balance to both your spiritual life and your mundane life just depends on how you choose to use it going forward. If you're like me and raised Christian, chances are pretty good that you associate Osara with Easter and you're not entirely off base on that. A lot of the Easter traditions that are used today are at least a nod to pagan traditions of the past. And this is a pattern we've actually mentioned before with um, Yule and the Yule log being kind of co-opted to the Christmas tree and, and that sort of thing. So let's get the list out of the way first. Um, the associations and symbols for the day. Foods, eggs, honey, sprouted greens, baked goods, but specifically hot crust buns. I was raised by an Irish grandmother who always had them. So they kind of feel weirdly pagan Christian. Uh-uh. Asparagus, of course. Um, Any foods rich in eggs and milk, like custards and quiches, because those are sort of the first, quote, fruits of the year. Stones, your stones are going to be aquamarine, amethyst, and rose quartz. Um, All of those are very good for protection and balance and fertility. Symbols, rabbits, eggs, spring flowers, lambs, clover, baskets, (laughs) Sound familiar? (laughs) Your flowers are going to be any of the first flowers of spring. So clover, daffodils, crocus, tulips. I saw one witch who recently did uh, dandelions because they're one of the first ones that come up. And the little grass daisies, the tiny little. Oh, yeah. Wildflowers. It was was beautiful. It was entirely, it was an entirely foraged tiny, tiny little nosegay bouquet, and it was just perfect, and it was on her spring altar, and I loved it. Nice. Your deities are going to be Isis, Osteri, uh, it's, I'm going to spell that because I probably am pronouncing it wrong, E-S-T-O-T-R-E, Adonis, Persephone. Uh, Persephone isn't typically traditionally a spring one, but because spring is when she comes up from her time with her husband, Hades. Oh, okay. I felt it was rude not to include her. 
Yeah. But also you could add her mother to meet her. It's just on it. Yeah. I just felt it was rude not to, yeah. to include her. I, I don't know. It may have been a message from Persephone. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, clue me. Tired of being left out. <laughs> So let's talk a little minute about Ostara the goddess. Ostara the goddess is one that has very little written record, which is unfortunately the case with a great many of our lesser known deities. Um, the oldest reference is from Bede the Catholic. Um, oh, I see I didn't edit my notes here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I deviate just a tiny bit from my notes and say that I listened to another history podcast um, where the host of the history podcast really hates Bede, like hates him and makes it very clear that this man is a liar. Okay. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that he was wrong on this case. Yeah. So he's not the most trustworthy of sources. It is very unlikely that he would make her up because he was absolutely heathen phobic. Yeah. So anyone outside of the Christian church, he was just basically terrified of. Um, so adding her to his history probably means that he saw worship of her. And it probably means he saw it firsthand. Her truest mystery, however, is evident every year. She's the first warm spring winds, the birds that return, the trees that bud and curl forth leaves and flowers. She's the awakening earth rabbits, hares, the eggs that appear after a winter of no light. City folks may not know that chickens who are kept in natural light quit laying during the winter or their laying slows down significantly. Yeah. Yeah. When the days are short and, the, and when they begin to lengthen again, your chickens start laying again. Yeah. I do know this. Down two on Katie's front porch Sunday. <laughs> Ooh. We, had a, we had a little bantam hen who was quite the little layer and but she wouldn't lay in um, December, mm. January, or February, like clockwork. All the years we had her, she doesn't, she's still alive. She just doesn't lay anymore. Yeah. March and April is our pink peak time of year. And those eggs were valued and welcome protein sources and for our winter starved ancestors. Now, Stara's legacy is all of those beautiful colored eggs, which many of us still hang on trees every year, or that we send our kids out to find Easter morning. Yes. Now they're plastic eggs and <laughs> plastic eggs that he has to, that grandson has to come get in the middle of the night because he forgot that he left them here. Place names in some areas may also be related to the Anglo-Saxon goddess Ostre, E-O-S-T-R-E, who is often said to be the goddess of Easter and associated with the hare. Estrington in East Yorkshire, Estria in Bainbridgeshire or Estuary in Kent. So some ways you can celebrate Ostara are, are going to include things like planting seeds for your gardens. Please check your weather zones. Uh, it's, yeah, don't, don't, don't plant outside in Denver right now. Um, but also it's still too cold here for things yeah, to go into the ground. And we're very, very mild. Like we're one of the first places that gets spring cleaning to start off the cycle of productivity and potential with a fresh, with a fresh home, bringing fresh flowers into your home. Um, I like to take a walk around my neighborhood to see the life springing forth. Uh, right now, the cherry blossoms are absolutely stunning. And I live in a wonderfully walkable neighborhood and it, there's a yard about three blocks from here 
that is just covered in daffodils and tulips. Oh, wow. Oh, it makes me so happy. I, I really like this new neighborhood. I really love them, but they're such a short duration. I'm like, okay, I want my flowers to last longer. Yeah. My mother always had them um, around her rose bushes. So mm. they would come up and be beautiful cool. and, and then fill out the bottom of her rose bed with these lush green leaves that would last all season or all summer. Okay. But the, um, the tulips would, would die, the tulips or daffodils would die off early, but then she'd have this lush green around her beautiful rose bushes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm not that organized. Well, she wasn't quite the early. <laughs> no, she was always, her yard was always just breathtaking. Yeah. Always. I will never be that level of gardener ever. It is suggested that the Celtic hair deity may have evolved into later Anglo-Saxon ostray in these areas. One thing I want to mention is that when we're searching out our myths and legend, one thing I want to mention is that when pagans are searching out myths and legends and stories, it seems that they do get muddled up. It's important to remember that much of the ancient traditions and stories were either erased by Christianity or co-opted by it. And sometimes in the case of the Celtics and Anglo-Saxons and later Vikings and and that, you know, those were all muddling forces too. Yeah, and they incorporated them to try to get people to easier transition into. Mm -hmm. Research can be difficult. So, and we, we're all searching for the same meaning. We just don't have a codified book to find it in. So one of the things that I try to do when I'm writing for this podcast is to find connections. Where can this myth, no matter where it came from, be applied to our modern life? Mm-hmm. Well, like spring cleaning. Everybody growing up anywhere has always heard spring cleaning. Well, so one of it with so that that book that history book I was telling you I was reading uh, Bess of Hardwick mm-hmm. uh, is about a woman who lived during the time of Queen Elizabeth. She was in fact the second wealthiest woman in all of Great Britain, behind Queen Elizabeth, huh. and she kept incredibly detailed memoirs, uh, not memoirs but household record keeping books, like how much she spent on this house how much she spent on this farm like and she would frequently she was also the her husband was also the effective jailer of mary queen of scots and there about every six months they would move mary queen of scots to a different house under still under his care to sweet clean which is to do an effective spring cleaning but also change all the beddings because the beddings weren't you know our foam mattresses they were rushes and natural materials that break down to lay down on the hard floors the the rushes and sweet herbs and things to keep the house clean and smelling lovely and there's been a form of spring cleaning that has happened for hygienic reasons and they knew it was for hygienic reasons mm-hmm. you know for literally millennia or bleach like <laughs> <laughs> beat your rugs <laughs> oh I used to have to do that at my grandmother's because she had these big, yep. In the past, this would have been a time to exchange animals, perhaps a few cows in exchange for a bowl to keep the gene pool healthy. 
It's represented in unfortunate modern tradition of often gifting chickens or rabbits to children at Easter. But please, 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 please do not do this unless you fully intend to keep the animal for the whole of its life or you intend to teach the circle of life and consume the animal. Too many of those pets that are given on Easter Sunday are given away at six, you know, about six weeks after Easter because they're too difficult to care for, or that cute cuddly little bunny is certain, suddenly a 13 pound monster. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and bunnies are hard work. So this ritual for balance, because Ostara is the equinox, mm-hmm. day and night are equal. This is a ritual of balance. So you're going to want two different pieces of paper, two different colored pens, one color you associate with winter and one color you associate with summer, a piece of ribbon or yarn or twine or whatever, long enough to make a two-foot circle and then run down the middle, a, a dividing line down the middle. So it's one continuous line. I'm drawing it like y'all can see it. I'm ridiculous. Um, It's one continuous line. So you're basically going to start the circle and then go up to the the point where the beginning piece of the one end is and then bring it down in a straight line so that you've divided the circle in half and something that you can use as a blindfold or just close your eyes. You know, I, I think you can trust yourself to not peek. On one piece, of, on the piece of paper with the winter color, make a list of all the, the worries and concerns that have been on your mind for the last few weeks. Try to kind of limit that list to five or six, but that list could be vague. Like it can be just the word job or just the word housing or just the word family or, you know, but try to try to keep it limited and you'll, you'll see why in a minute. On the other piece of paper in the summer color, make a list of things you can actually do to make your life easier. And it can be associated with the things on the winter list, but it doesn't have to be. But this list does need to be a little more practical. Again, keep it to five or six things. When you're ready, arrange the circle on the floor with the twine with the center line running east to west if possible. The winter list should go to the north and the summer list to the south. Standing in the middle and facing north, study the winter list, thinking about how important these items are to you and how much time and energy they are sucking out of your life. Now stand up and blindfold yourself. Well, you know, like I said, close your eyes. We trust you. Take deep breaths, connecting with the energy of the list and the energy around you and say something like, I've been facing winter tasks working through the shadow. It is now time for light to balance the dark. Turn to the south and take a few more grounding breaths. Take off the blindfold, open your eyes and say, as the light balances the shadow, I face the summer tasks. Look at the summer list, thinking how easy it can be now to do these things and how doing these things will open up your life for new things and new possibilities. When you're ready, take the end of the ribbon, the end that is the center line, and walk away in the manner that undoes the circle, thus releasing your new energy into the world. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I actually did this ritual twice. Um, I found what felt best for me was that I burned the little, the winter list at the end. Caveat, always use fire safety. God, yeah. 
I'm, because, you know, <laughs> <the> <laughs> one time I don't say be safe, somebody's going to go, I burned down my house because you told me light stuff on fire. Anyway, um, and then I pinned my summer list near my desk so that I can see it and that I, I didn't just stick it away. It's there ready for me to go, oh, yeah, this is this is burdening me today or this, you know, uh, uh, those old winter feelings are creeping back in. How, how did I say that I was going to change them? Yeah, um, focusing on my... And um, the last time I did this ritual, I did it actually this past Sunday. We record on Wednesday. And this week has been productive. This week has been focused. It's There's been really good things happening this week. And, you know, part of that is my brain just being like, oh, yeah, we got a little distracted. That You know, blah, blah, blah. Here's your list. So when I started the research for this, I downloaded a book. I'll give credits at the end. And one thing she talked about, or you know what? I don't even know the person talked about it. I don't even know the female male, was making enchanted spell paper. So, you know me, I had to hop online. I reviewed the list. Didn't have rosemary oil. Not sure how that happened, but I didn't. I got parchment <laughs> paper. I bought the bottles with the mister and everything. So um, that's one of the things... Kristen and I are going to do on our craft night for Astera. I'll post it up on the webpage too, but the quick uh, recipe is 10 drops of rosemary essential oil, 10 drops of frankincense essential oil, one ounce of alcohol. Now I haven't done any of these recipes yet, but Kristen always says use bottom shelf vodka and label it so you don't drink it. Bottom shelf vodka is great because A, it's cheap and B, even if you're a drinker, you're not necessarily going to want go, mm, I want this bottom shelf vodka because it burns. It's mean. It's nasty. And then um, one ounce glass bottle with misters, if you can get them, and parchment paper. So my idea was making this uh, paper and we send our words, our words, our sigil onto the universe. They become manifestations. Um, this paper, when you spray it, you can do a little protection blessing with that, um, bound it uh, with protection and with power to travel out into the universe. So whatever, you can make up your own verse, you can, I'll post the one on the book. You're going to bind the sigil with protection, power protection and clarity. And they also said where well, you could add a few additional drops of frankincense on the ink after you write your sigil or words, or whatever you want to do. Um, I thought this was really cool. So it's definitely something we're going to do. The book um, I got on my Kindle. It's the ultimate guide to the witch's wheel of the year. And I'm going to butcher this name. First name, what would you? And, Andrew? A-N-J-O-U. Last name is K-I-E-R-N-A-N. But it had all its habits and it was great because she had legends and recipes and spells and she had probably four or five other ones, but this is one of the ones I, so we'll put, I'll post this up on the webpage and um, Kristen and I will take pictures and share those too, but that's one of the things we're going to do. The other thing is I did because I used a reference to birch trees is I bought an artificial birch tree and um, um, if you remember me talking at all, I'm very Irish. So I thought, well, I have this cool birch tree. It'll start as St. Patrick's slash, I call it Celtic Day. <laughs> Just changing holidays. To me, March 17th is always going to be Irish Day. 
So um, the tree came with uh, Easter eggs. So I had those to the side and I bought leprechauns and green lights or shamrock lights and put them on. And Kinley, um, I'm trying to explain to her how we celebrate in St. Patrick's Day and then we're going to change the tree for Austera and Easter. She looks at me and she goes, uh-huh, Nana. And she probably put two pink Easter eggs. So my St. Patrick's tree, <laughs> I Celtic Day, has shamrocks, leprechauns, and two pink Easter eggs because... Don't argue with the child. It's not going to go well for you. <laughs> and I'm going to put pictures of the tree before and after. This is what. It, that is I, why I, there is always a crocheted bat on Beverly Tree. There you go, crocheted bat. Won't, if you move the crocheted bat, he panics. <laughs> and he, he, he won't. Huh? He needs a bat. He does need a bat. Yeah, so it's a very interesting explaining to her holidays and I do it the real light version just kind of explaining Ostera and Easter and that um the child did <laughs> I had her all day yesterday and I have a little what would you say three inch cauldron probably my little pot's probably about three inches I would say four inches maybe yeah maybe five I don't know I'm terrible at management so she took my cauldron and she added some sand and shells and crystals and I said, what are you doing? She goes, um, I'm putting stuff in your fire pit. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fire pit. Yeah, that, that was work. It was interesting of the choice she put in. Because I didn't even realize there was sand in it until I was emptying it today. I'm like, oh, she put sand in here too. She likes rearranging my crystals. So I digress a little bit. But the other thing I did, because I'm thinking of my altar, even though it's a little early for me to do it, I bought a tulip and daffodil plant. And because they had the ugly green plant, containers. I um, had a crochet. <laughs> I don't know why. Crocheted some cream color with teal and uh, pink, I guess was my other one. So that would go on my altar. I take them out pretty. I'm not, I am not my mother's generation of crocheter. My mom would be everything perfect and rip it out. If it wasn't, I'm like, mm, good enough. Hey, not bad. <laughs> don't look at it. Don't look at it close, but it's fine. So that'll go on my altar. We, the other project uh, Kristen and I will be doing for Ostera Craft Day is I bought wooden eggs that got here today. Yay! Assuming they're hollow because they have ribbons that we can attach to them. And we got special markers and paint. So we'll be making our Ostera eggs and we're going to have a Zoom party to do it. The Yule log has already been transferred to Ostera log. It's now got purple, pink, and changed the color of the candles. And there's a bunny, a little glass bunny next to it. I think that's it. That's what I'm going to do with my altar. Um, we're going to post pictures of all our craft stays and then maybe Kristen's and my altar. But we encourage um, you guys too. You know, if you are doing a little bit more for Ostera, share your pictures on Facebook or you can email us through the webpage and we would love to share your stuff too. Absolutely. I love, I, I love seeing what other witches and pagans are doing with their spaces even if they're like it's not particularly witchy okay but does it bring you happiness yeah i want to see it yeah yeah it doesn't have to be maybe it's easter because it's all those things are derived from that um just like my forget what i even called it my sand candle holder i saw that on pinterest it was yeah. a little different and then you know my mind immediately goes because you know sigils i'm like oh I can do this. And of course, 
I still had it from um, Imbolc. Kinla came over. She's like, mm. it's like she knew. The girl mm -hmm. knew. She's like, no, nah, not this hot. She didn't say anything, but the red got all mixed in. She's like, mm, no, you got to start again. <laughs> so she erased it. So now it's ready. So now that's the other thing I did. I found cleaning up my craft section. I found those strips of crystal, like selenite and I think it was quartz in that. So I made a spiral for some reason. It just wanted to go spiral. And then I have the, um, what would you call those little, just horizontal, almost like shards, but of crystals. I would call them a shard because I am not technical enough to care. <laughs> anyway, that's there. It's I'm gonna get out for some reason, I'm gonna get out the silver sand and then Ooh. put um, some of the, the crystals, um, those little pebbly crystals that I have in the candle. So that'll, there'll be a candle spell too. But um, yeah, so we would love for everybody to start sharing their stuff with us. Oh, yeah. And, um, it's, it, I would say we're off to, we talked about doing this, really honoring the six for what, two or three years now? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it might be because of COVID and we can't go anywhere and what else are we going to do? But um, we're off to a pretty good start. Yeah. Even to the heart of the crafts and the, the spells and everything. So it's made us so share with us what you guys are doing. Please, 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 please. And uh, if you're looking for ways to contact us to share with us, you can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. Uh, the website is lunarmagicteatime.com. There is a Facebook group, uh, Facebook Lunar Magic Tea Time. We pop right up. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Lunar Magic Tea Time. For the podcast itself, if you're listening not from the website, site it's the lunar magic tea time podcast on itunes stitcher spotify podbean google play and one other that i keep forgetting and i'm so so sorry and no, um and there's merch over on teespring have a magical day share your stuff and have a magical australian